Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh guys Welcome back to another episode of the Ali Ayan podcast Today we are joined once more by Alicia Prakash uh, This is your host Ali Adnan Rada And my other host Ali not Adnan Rada as usual Please uh, reintroduce yourself for those who are joining us new Hi I am Ali not Adnan Rada also known as Ali Hamid Zaidi Absolutely and uh, to our guest Alicia Prakash welcome back Hello, I'm glad to be here. So yeah, moving on. Um, obviously, we spoke about your work ethic and your past, and I think I knew that was going to take the most time. Let's talk about you know writing and your passion for writing and poetry and you know uh, the creative outlets, the different creative outlets that you've. Yeah, see, he's so excited. He wanted this. He wanted this. Now you take over. I'm going to talk. Now you're going to talk. Um, yes. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's let's delve into like all the different creative outlets that I know that you've gotten yourself into, Alicia, over the past. Uh, before we, before we move on, I have a little funny yeah. thing in my head right now. What's we up? should title when we title these in parts. We should go part one hosted by Ali as an on part two hosted by. Listen, you know I'm a more talkative one. You knew this was going to happen. You wanted this. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, to be fair. Tell us, tell us about your different creative outlets, Alicia. What have you done over the past? And what made writing and poetry particularly stand out? Because I know you've done a bunch of stuff. Tell us. Tell us about it. Tell us about the different hobbies you've had. So it first started when um, my uncle you know, read me Romeo and Juliet in his attempts to try to make me fall asleep. And um, yeah, I fell in love with words that instant because the idea of, you know, portraying emotions and human feelings into words and then communicating them in something so flawless and so beautiful that you know that really attracted me and I loved how you know you can manipulate words into anything on this planet because it's all about expression and even though I was you know an introvert I was cocooned into myself I think a small part of me wanted to be part of you know that mainstream that you know in the center where you know the world revolves around it's probably where um you know my narcissism comes from but um yeah I I, I really loved the idea of you know um creating words so it, the moment I started reading more books and I saw, I took notes on how people created, you know, characters and stuff. And my uncle was himself, he was a poet. He used to write, but um, when I saw him writing poetry, I thought that I wouldn't be able to do it. And I never went into poetry at all. I did not touch poetry because I knew that it was his thing and I'll let him do it. And, and, I and here we are. <laughs> yeah. so, um, right. So, um, no, I think I, I think I made sense then because I don't think that I really... Um, I thought poetry was yeah. like a weak yeah. form of expression because it was in such few words. How could you possibly communicate so much? Uh, that's what, what I thought. Okay. Weak form of expression. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, what? Weak form of expression, did you say? That was, I see, I was four. Shoot me. Okay? Shoot me right now. <laughs> what is this? Your opinions that I made. Why you did that? <laughs> <laughs> how can she do this? <laughs> Okay, so I was four, and I, I, I see. I, I liked poetry. I liked reading poetry. 
I just thought that it was impossible for me as a person to express that with all mm -hmm. the passion that I've seen other great poets do. Okay, am I phrasing that right? Yes, I am phrasing that right. Don't at me, okay? <laughs> okay, so um, I, I enjoyed poetry. I just didn't think it was for me. It was not my cup of tea. I preferred more words. Uh, even now, um, I have people coming up to me and telling me that you should use less words and it would drive the point home. But I was like, I've always been into you know using more words using they I, I we had this whole conversation about how i use words that you wouldn't normally use in like regular conversation and uh, this is a public service announcement here do yeah. not tell a poet to shorten their length of poetry please exactly i do not do not that. do that because it, it it's their choice of how many words it's going to take them to drive the message home because they want to be as expressive as possible because words are their only way of expression. You know they can't what someone do this told me for once? Yeah. Someone came up to me and told me that in maybe a hundred years from now, your work would be displayed into textbooks. Do you really want to put those students into memorizing like three pages worth of poetry? And I had no words for that because I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, he um, it was fair. It was fair. What he said was fair. But yeah, um, my my response would be, <laughs> wait for another 10, 15 years. Elon Musk is probably going to come up with something for the brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it, it was it was um, it was a funny moment, but I I kind of you know. I don't know. I, I took that constructively and I um, tried, mm -hmm. but I failed in trying to make my poetry shorter. I just prefer how, you know, my poems are mostly, you know, the story-like sorts, you know, it's yeah. not like, you know, um, one line has one meaning, the other one has another. It's like a flow of experience that I've been through and then, you know, yeah. applying it and trying to express it in the most you, you and I, You and I are on the same boat. <laughs> 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 so um yeah that okay so when i was younger i was more into stories i i used to enjoy writing little tales first uh, because i was um because uh, I started reading Shakespeare when I was young. For, I started reading Shakespeare first, and then I went into, like, Enid Blyton, which is normally not how people you go about <laughs> reading books. They go through Enid Blyton and then go to Shakespeare, but um, I, would, I did the exact opposite. And mm -hmm. uh, in a sense, so reading those kind of books kind of, you know, made me aware even then that there is, you know, there are... Um, you know, disgusting emotions, happy emotions, sad emotions, you know, mm -hmm. it, it gave me uh, an idea of how other people look into, you know, people's lives, like giving me a third perspective of how they think about joy, sadness, loneliness, uh, and, you know, validating whatever I feel. And I love that. And I wanted other people who could possibly be in my own shoes to, you know, be able to relate to that. So that kind of sort of started me into, you know, writing with a bit of you know i wouldn't say that my work is about preaching i don't preach like you should ideally do this i think that when i say something it's like this is my experience take whatever you like from it but i want you to know that people will always be there for you and will be there to listen to you when you need it the most so that's mostly what my writing you know circles around
because I did not have those people to, you know, listen to my woes and sorrows until I like met you all in like, but because I think the fact that I was surrounded by people by my own age, of my own age with like different uh, upbringing and different backgrounds that it's so it, it didn't make it easy for me to relate to them or you know giggle at their little petty fights and stuff so uh, I, I was on a whole other level of maturity and it's yeah it sort of you know made a whole disparity with me and relate oh like friendships and relationships and I was mm-hmm. I had a horrible time making friends so you know books writing things like that it kind of you know put me in my zone made me comfortable made me happy and I was okay with that so I started writing stories, short stories. Mm-hmm. I started books and I stopped them halfway because I couldn't find like the perfect ending. And um, mm-hmm. I did a lot of articles. I did a lot of internships and I wrote for newspapers, um, did research. I was very much into political science and, you know, um, politics and um, geopolitics, really. And not just, you know, centered around one place. And um I was interested in, you know, taking up initiatives that would make other people's lives better because I think ideally I I didn't want anyone to feel sad, lonely, all those other, you know, mm-hmm. pressing thoughts. Okay, so before, yeah, so coming to your type of writing styles that you have, so you said what, poetry, you said story writing, you said article, article mm-hmm. writings. And Ali, this is a question for you as well, my friend. So, I am alive. <laughs> uh, so, when it comes to your type of writing style, for example, like that, uh, when you're gonna sit down and write a piece, what's going through your head? Because as overthinkers, you know, we can think of a lot of things at once, but then you know, just trying to process that into, you know, words and writing them down and trying to make sure that the piece, you know, fits the theme that it's going for. How do you make sure that? that uh that team sticks and at the same time your brain's not haywiring over words um honestly i don't think that i've um when i write i don't you know write with a motive as such i uh it, it, it not exactly how do i put this okay cool so when i i have this routine i i think i've already told you i uh, i go running at night and then um mm-hmm. i stop and watch the sunrise and you know when i watch the sunrise that's my meditation time like it's it's that moment where i like you know collect myself because since i can't sleep i need like that moment of meditation to really reflect on all the things that i've been through in that day and to you know normalize it and be okay with it and see where i have to move forward with it because i literally have 24 hours in every single day and i have to make the most of it so Ali Hamid wants to start a cult now. Sleeping is haram. I want to experience all these things. <laughs> he's not wrong, to be fair. <laughs> he's so like, he's like, shit, I wish I could do this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, when I'm reflecting on these things, I um, I sort of already know what was bugging me that day. And when I'm when I write, I write about things that bug me, honestly, because mm. I complain a lot. I'm a chatterbox. I, you know, I want to nitpick on everything until it's perfect, you know. So um, I look at like I, I there was, and I think that people enjoy that because um, I, I remember this one piece that I wrote about scene zoning, 
And Mm -hmm. it was honestly the most annoying thing that I've encountered in my life that people would read my messages and leave it there or like just like it and then leave it there. And, you know, I got so mad at one point because I was talking to someone that I cared about and uh, the person helped me out of, you know, stuff, but um, he left me on scene zone and I got so mad. I went and raged on my paper (laughs) (laughs) and um, I posted it. And the next thing you know, it's being sent to like 90 people and it's getting a lot of, uh, you you know, people are sharing it to other people and they're sharing it to other people. And it was so funny. And I was just like oh okay cool so I think when I write um I write about things that you know first and foremost it should be to give me perspective to make me understand what I'm going through in the most coherent way possible and it helps that it is poetic but it has to be coherent that's my first priority that it is you know it makes sense to me that I know what I'm writing about that um it doesn't matter what words I choose as long as not no, actually, it does matter what words I choose because I'm, uh, I'm me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, I think when I know what I'm going to write about, I already know what the perfect words would be to, you know, get it out because I've already trained myself to think that way. So once that's, I have the idea, that's amazing, yeah. Once I have the idea, once I'm, I've already penned it down. I've got like the key words down, and then I just fill in the blanks and then I read it, read it over it again, because sometimes I find that, you know, uh, when I write that way, sometimes I lose the flow because I start off in a completely different tangent. And mm-hmm. it, it, people have pointed that out to me. Just one second. Ali, you want to take over, man? What's your take on this? Ah, uh, yeah, TT there. Okay, so... No, that's fine. That's fine. So, see, personally, personally, I feel like, for me, it's always been about activation energy. I don't know if you if you guys have studied basic chemistry, you'll know activation energy is. Essentially, a lot of chemical reactions, they require a tremendous amount of energy. Tremendous. Tremendous amount of energy to start. And when they're started, they just go. They just go until everything around them is devastated. Um, the thermite reaction, I don't know if you guys know about that, is a really good example. Um, essentially, you put copper salts and, uh, I don't know, some metal, I think magnesium, in like a can. And you heat it. And then eventually, it it literally spontaneously combusts and reacts so rapidly, melting and burning everything around it. So for me, my style, I, I butchered that. That's probably not even the thermite reaction that I'm describing, but moving on. Let's ignore that even happened. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's more of, um, I'd, I'd have a motive in mind. And sometimes I would stare for, you know, bare hours at just a blank screen. And like, how do I start this? Where do I do it? But once I get started, I can flow for on and on for a while. And um, this sort of block that I set for myself is like, I, I don't, I, I can't think of the perfect start. Um, I'm part of this project called the Toolshed Project, where you have to write um, 16 bars every single day. 16 bars, to give you an example, is, is something like this. Uh, I came home, I saw and I petted my cat. That's one bar. Um, this has no relevance, but I still came and told you that. So that's the second bar. So a bar is, is basically 
Rap's way of measuring the quantity of lines uh, within a within a verse. Uh, it's four beats in a bar. It's, it is talking about the musical bar as well. So we have to write sixteen bars a day, uh, every single day except Sundays. We have we're off on Sundays. So this has really taught me to stop questioning my start so much. And I often find that if I just, you know, get started on something, then yeah. it just keeps, it, it unwinds on its own. And it turns out a lot better than I previously gave myself credit for. Like with the, with the freestyles that I wrote for the past three weeks, um, all three of them, I just kind of sort of started with. Right. And then they started flowing on their own, uh, particularly the last one that I did. Um, I, I started I, I wanted to have start from this one goes out to such and such, because that's usually how I start the freestyle. This one goes out to the maker of marks. This one goes out to someone dearest, the second one. I wanted a different start. So it's like, what can I do? And then I was like, wait, if I say I rap today in praise, then if I add blatant in there, then it's going to flow like I rap today in blatant plays in blatant praise, a man unparalleled. So um, what I'm doing is I'm not compromising on quality mm-hmm. by questioning myself less. And if I hadn't been writing every single day for the past mm-hmm. month or so, I would not have come to that conclusion. I would not have discovered that at yeah. all. So for me, my style of writing is more of if, 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 if there's something, if, if I'm feeling an emotion, first of all, then everything is irrelevant. As soon as I see a blank piece of paper, I will start writing spontaneously if I'm feeling a certain type of way. And I think we all have that, you know, super active phase. Like my, my latest single out now, by the way, on YouTube. My link is in my bio. <laughs> Salam, brother. I wrote that plug, very shameless plug. I wrote that within like an hour, two hours after I found out about the Christchurch shooting. The moment I found out about the shooting, I started writing. The moment. The moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if, if there's a strong enough emotion, that takes care of everything for me. If there isn't an overwhelmingly strong emotion, but there is something that I know I want to write about, then it's just a question of getting the first few lines down and the rest just takes care of itself. So that's personally yeah. my style. Uh, thematically speaking, I tend to avoid things that I consider vain. So, you know, uh, um, extravagantly romantic expressions of love, for instance, the kind you see in Bollywood. I think they're pointless. Extravagant, extravagant, extravagant. Again, I have written a couple of poems where I, I, you know, express all sorts of, all sorts of love and similar emotions before. But then at the same time, I would never go down the part of, oh, your hair is like this and your skin is like this and your teeth are like this. And, and you know, it makes me so infatuated with you and all of these different yeah, things. Yeah. But at the same time, if, if there is a topic that I think needs discussion that not enough people are talking about, or if there's something that I think that only I can address properly, then I will address right. that. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much I'm not thematically confined to anything. It's just mm-hmm. the degree of, I guess, maybe extremism in in the way I write and in yeah. what I write. That's what needs management. You're you're you don't want to overstep it. I don't want to overkill anything. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I can be very expressive with some of my pieces as well. Yeah, like very strongly expressive, but at the same time, there's a difference. Uh, I, I really like this, this this line from the movie. I think Tiger Zinda, where uh, Salman Khan said to his his teammate. 
दैट देखो जज्बात होना एक चीज है और जज्बाती होना एक चीज है विच मीन्स इट्स वन थिंग टू हैव पैशन हैव इमोशन एंड बी पैशनेट एंड इट्स वन थिंग टू बी इमोशनल you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. there's a big mm-hmm. difference between having passionate emotion and being overly emotional yeah and for me it's just striking the the line down like you know this is where yeah. this is where i cut it off personally i should be a bit closer to the mic ideally <laughs> but yeah levelization will fix that anyway um yeah, yeah that's that's pretty much it for me to be honest yeah, that's how i right. i'm i think i'm more coherent about it than i was yeah And I'm the guy with the series on love. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, was just thinking that. I was honestly just, thinking that. But then you're just talking about the different kinds of love in your life. You're not going like, oh, I met this girl. She had nice hair. I want to have kids with her. You I know mean, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not being extreme with it. So yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's the key, really. Yeah. to make your writing not just readable but something that a person with an eye for poetry or in my case maybe an eye for rap and an eye for rhythm would appreciate mm-hmm. you know because look yeah. with me i can write an infinite string of rhymes but then what's mm-hmm. the point if they don't make any sense you know what i'm saying what's the point if they're meaningless yeah for there's me it's just like in my particular writing style there's two sides of the coin you have people who are lyrical spiritual miracles who will just you know like rap really fast and rhyme everything with everything else without making any sense and then you've got the people who don't care about rhyming or anything else but then they're so trash that they don't make any sense you need to meet in the middle right right for me for me it's just like you know when i'm writing it or i'm sitting down to write something I do have a flow in the head already. You know, I know what I'm going to write about. It's just like Al said, you know, she's already had an idea of, you know, how she's what she's going to write, what the words are and everything. I don't have the words, but I just let the mind flow in such a way that, you know, the words automatically come in. Sure, I'll have to have a trigger like maybe a song, maybe something I read, maybe something I've, you know, read from someone else's work. I know there've been a lot of works who have been inspired by and I've just written on them or like just just expanded on their work. you know so i guess it just more or less has to do with what's your mind in that time space thinking rather than just um you know you or you're just going to sit down and write it's just more a lot more complex you know what you that. said ali uh, ali hamid um, yeah. i i remember when i sent you a picture of this book i got the uh, writer's kleptomania Yeah, yeah, I remember. That, yeah. That's what this reminded me of because uh, honestly, it's such a cool idea that you know you get inspired by something that someone's already written about, and then mm-hmm. you expand on it and express your own views in the most poetic and original way possible. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, next level shit. And you you said you said something about, um, and I I find this hard to believe, but. you feel very emotionally exhausted which makes sense but then you also think that you lack emotional intelligence what what's that about what do you mean when you say that okay so um i have a whole load of emotions in me okay because i um I, i've already you know seen from other people's perspectives what they feel emotions are and then um because i'm me i feel that on like uh Uh, on a rich to scale of like i don't know 9.5 or something out of 10 and mm-hmm. it, they're very consuming because uh, so i have to really find that balance and i almost always fail at uh, you know finding that balance simply because i either overthink things 
or I, you know, I'm just so focused on, you know, the, you know, the stomach drops or the, you know, the panic attacks that just come mm -hmm. on or, you know, just feet, you know, re really putting myself in that position and not allowing myself to be distracted by the other little things in life right. and you know you, you know focusing on that one emotion and then letting myself fall apart so i lack emotional intelligence i'm terrible at making decisions based on emotions and uh that would be because well i don't exactly know i guess uh, i've never had that emotional connect with many people and when extra i doubt i huh <laughs> extra doubt nothing carry on <laughs> okay so um I, so i and when i do connect with them i make myself so vulnerable and they almost always just like walk away because of what they see after they've you know i've allowed them into my life and that kind of you know the whole you know coming making a bang in my in my life and then leaving leaving me with like you know shards of my heart Oh, wow, I'm being poetic. Um, that kind of really, um, it's always, you know, on, it's, it's on a repeat and that's mentally exhausting. That's emotionally yeah. exhausting. So I have a lot to feel. I have, I don't know what to do with it. It's more like it. Would you consider yourself an empathetic person? Um, it depends on the mood because mm -hmm. I'm very moody and if uh see uh, i want to empathize and i understand where people come from simply because mm -hmm. i understand their thought process i'm a very you know logical person and to me emotions would be i, I pen down emotions to like reasons and i try to make sense i i, I try to make emotional uh, emotions rational you know and therefore when someone says that they feel this way about a certain thing i understand them and in that mm -hmm. way i empathize but um i wouldn't say that i emotionally empathize because to me it would be like you know watching them you know break down about like i don't know um low marks in exams or something it's it's mm -hmm. it's to me it doesn't make sense if you have put the hard work in then you should have this product. I don't see, and you have gotten this now, so you have to be okay with it and then work harder. Maybe I'm just too goal-driven or something. I, I don't know, but um, yeah. I'm, I've always been like emotionally in adept when it comes to like people. My own emotions to myself, I try to ignore them as much as possible so I can make more rational decisions. So yeah, yeah. that makes that makes sense. And, you know, coming on to the topic of uh, like how you say goals and everything, right? What's your future plans at the moment? What are you looking at right now? So um, I've always wanted to get into words and um, the whole point. So my bread and butter would be journalism. Okay, to mm -hmm. get into writing, um, writing reports, writing um, articles about what's going on in the world, bringing the truth to, you know, the eyes of the people. And I think that that idea came when um, I found out that my name means honest in Greek. And then, like, you know, I want to be able to live up to my name and, you know, bring mm -hmm. people, bring the light to people's life and make them understand that these things are actually happening and in a certain way my po my poems actually portray that that i want them to see that these things are real and they need to be dealt with so uh, i've always been about you know being as honest and raw as possible yeah i, I get that a lot and 
you know, it's it's made a lot more sense in that uh, aspect as well. Right. My bad. Um, so yeah, okay. Um, okay. So that would be my bread and butter. But um, mm-hmm. I, for life plans, I am actually currently working on a trilogy based on North uh, Norse mythology, and um, so I'm waiting for you know to get done with the first i've already got the plans down everything i just need to um i've got like six chapters left in the first book to finish and then mm-hmm. uh, i'll send it over to the editor to check in yo that's so cool i had no idea about this you should definitely do that because you know <laughs> heroes of olympus heroes of olympus and percy jackson is so overrated norse mythology is way more interesting in my opinion personally yeah um you do realize that the person who wrote uh, Percy Jackson also wrote another book series on Norse mythology. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I don't know what I'm talking about, uh, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> and honestly, uh, if I'm being very honest with you, um, reading his books kind of gave me the idea to, you know, write about this. And I, I sort of already had an idea, you know, I had the idea of what I wanted in my book, but I didn't know, like, you know, how exactly I'm going to present it. And then I read, you know, Percy Jackson and immediately I'm like, oh, my God, this is perfect. And I started writing. And then later when I was reading, I found out that he already has an awesome kind of series. And then I went through that and I've already done my research. So I, I thought that this is cool. This is cool. But I can, you know, do something mm-hmm. else with what he's already done, mm-hmm. you know, something entirely different. So it's going to be, uh, you know, based on Valkyries and Valhalla and nice. yeah. So it's going so to cool. be a race against time adventure, love, um, death, a lot of that. It's going to be like teen, young adultish. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's basically the plan to be an author and to keep writing and maybe even publish a book of my poems. Will it, will it include passionate hugging? If it's for teens, uh, <laughs> yes, she knows what passionate hugging is. Yes, 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 it mm. will. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't phrase it that way. <laughs> nah, I used to watch this Reddit channel, and he used to be like, he used to get demonetized every time he used swear words and every time he used the s word. So he just changed every occurrence of the s word to passionate hugging. Uh, wow! Like he literally once he once rephrased the phrase initiate you know to commence passionate hugging i i don't even like the people it sounds have, like a war strategy i'm not even kidding commence passionate <laughs> hugging launch <laughs> launch ayatul kursi <laughs> yeah 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 no no it's exciting i'm really looking forward to it but yeah, okay. Uh, I guess I guess we can wrap up there. Perfect. One and a half hours, just like I envisioned. All right. Um, Alicia, thank you so much for being here. Do you have any more closing comments? Like, if you could, you know, reiterate to the audience maybe a lesson or something that you, you want them to take away from your life and your experience, what would it be? Let's just close up on that. <clears throat> Um, I think that if you are able to adapt to change, to understand that, you know, people are, you know, they they will always change. You can't expect them to be one person. And if you are driven by your goals and do justice with yourself by, you know, 
having go- you know missions goals little, even little ones like today i'm going to be uh washing my clothes today tomorrow i will write an essay about um how pigeons suck um you know it it, it really it, you have to set goals for yourself and if you have that down if you are able to understand that change is inevitable and if you are able to train yourself to adapt to change and understand that um things are not always as they seem and you are able to always always adapt and make the best out of all that you have i think you'll live a good life so people there are people who are struggling but that doesn't invalidate the things that you are struggling with but you should be grateful to a certain level about all that you have and always 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 you know, be kind to yourself and everyone else. I think I couldn't have said it better myself, probably because it wasn't my life story, but we don't talk about that. Um, Yeah, no, Alicia, thank you so much. So, so, so incredibly much for being on the show. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Uh, Ladies and gents, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening, listening, not watching. What is wrong with me? Why am I here? In let's short, thank you a, for spending your time. Let's with not us. have an existential crisis at the end of the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in. It's been your boy Ali Adnan Rada and your other boy Ali, Ali Hamid Zaidi and your girl Alicia Prakash. Signing off. Thank you so much for listening. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.